the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're back at the Paracast, and we have a subject that we haven't dealt with in a while. We're going to talk about Sasquatch instead of UFOs. We've been doing so much UFO stuff, and last week, as many of our regular listeners know, we were focused on the great debate. Are UFOs extraterrestrial or something else? We had a great group of people. Forum members, Thomas Morrison, Robert Brandstetter, whom many of you know if you follow our forums as Burnt State. We had Mike Jones, who is one of our forum moderators, talking from his palatial estate or shack or whatever it is in Australia. And we also had Marduk, real name Jason. So it was a fascinating journey, so fascinating, in fact, that we continued the discussion in After the Paracast. And the only way to hear After the Paracast is to sign up for the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com for more information. And once you do that, well, sir or ma'am, then you will be able to get that extra show plus a version of this show free of the network ads and lots of other content. Okay, in fact, recently we offered the first two episodes of Haunted from Paul Kimball and Holly Stevens. Of course, you had to ask for a special password to get the video and to see the video, but we did offer that as exclusives to Paracast Plus subscribers. So check it out. It might be a nice gift for the holidays, by the way. So check it out. And by the way, for regulars, they've asked me if we can add other payment systems to the Paracast Plus, because we currently use PayPal and major credit cards. And I think we can set up something very near future, next month or two, that would involve you the ability to actually transfer the money to the bank account from your bank account. So if you don't like PayPal, it's another option, plus.theparacast.com. So we're going to take a monster hike, a 100-mile inquiry into the Sasquatch mystery, kind of an odyssey. And we've asked Avril Seal to join us and explain what the heck is going on. Avril, welcome to the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. I sure appreciate you having me on. So tell us here, this is kind of a, a backgrounder. Did you ever have a personal experience or something that led you to seeking information about the unknown? Well, you know, I, it's interesting how people approach the unknown, what be it UFOs or this subject or, or many others, you know, I, I've always been open-minded about it. And of course, you know, I came of age in the seventies and early eighties. And of course, you know, the Patterson Gimlin film was fresh uh, in the seventies and there was a wave of pop culture focus on Bigfoot. And, you know, I was, so I was aware of it in that sense. And then it just always just interested me for reasons I can't entirely explain I was, I've always been drawn to the subject, and it kind of just seemed like, the not, not to get too new age about it, but the, the universe just kind of kept placing the subject in front of me, saying, you know, look at this, look more at this, pay attention to this, what's going on with this? And, um, and so I just, I followed my curiosity about it, and it led me to uh, some remarkable places. Isn't that interesting about the universe, how sometimes it does things that you wish it wouldn't do? And other times it finds ways to take you into areas that actually make a lot of sense. I, I think that's the way it works. And people have had different different names for it over the years. And uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a person of faith. And 
So I have that connection to mystery too, and which I talk about some in the book, some of the parallels between uh, faith and belief in, in mysteries like this one. And there are a lot of parallels. But, um, but I had never had to answer your original question. Um, I had not had a, a personal experience um, until I was aware that there were there had been a lot of sightings in this particular area. And so from the first time I went out there, uh, my eyes were open and my ears were open uh, to the possibilities. And uh, I don't want to give away too much <laughs> of a spoiler about the book, but but I'll say that it's interesting that I, I don't one of my major themes in the book is that I I don't think if I had if I had, had I not believed in them and had I not known that they were out there according to lots of other people, uh, I don't think I would have picked up on any of the things that I eventually saw and heard. I wouldn't have seen tracks, I wouldn't have heard vocalizations, uh, I wouldn't have seen evidence that and I actually did see. Um, so it was kind of a gradual I, this was my the monster hike that, are, that the title refers to was my fifth trip to this particular forest. Um, and, and, of course, the, the biggest one, the other ones had just been one-off, you know, one-night camping trips. But all that time, I had been, uh, my curiosity had been building about what was actually living out there. All right, let's kind of run back a little bit more about your background. First of all, what part of the country are you in? I'm in Texas. Lifelong Texan, sixth generation Texan. And I grew up in deep south Texas in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, it's it's one hour from the Gulf. It's 10 minutes from Mexico. And and there really isn't forest to speak of down there. It's Geographically, it's called the Tamaulipan scrub. And it's mesquite and cactus and, and then palm trees that, that do very well down there, but are mostly imported from the Caribbean and from Africa. But so, so forests themselves uh, were kind of a novelty that, that I only discovered really and experienced in adulthood uh, because growing up in, in the valley, as we call it, there aren't many trees that grow more than about 20 feet tall. Um, and those are mesquite and a couple of, you know, oak trees uh, here and there. But it was really, uh, now I live in Austin, which is in central Texas. And where this hike took place was an hour north of Houston, which is about three hours uh, east of me and where I live. All right. Now, that's an interesting thing here. I know that there are these places around the country where people see strange creatures, such as a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it. Now, right. this particular area you're talking about. Do other things happen there, too, like UFOs, or is it strictly creatures? Uh, I mean, as far as I know, um, you know, this is, I've heard, I've heard people on other shows talk about uh, dogmen, uh, which sounds even, if there's anything that could sound crazier than Bigfoot, it's uh, other sorts of hybrid type animals. Um, but, you know, I've, I don't have any evidence or, or real reason to, to believe that's that that's out there. Uh, you know, I think across the continent, there is also another phenomenon of people seeing uh, orbs, uh, orbs of light in association with Sasquatch sightings. And I have no idea if that is, uh, if those are, if that's cause and effect, 
or if those are affiliated in some way, but it is something that you hear uh, when you're in this world and, and um, that there'll be these orbs of light just kind of, and these aren't, you know, descending out of the sky. They're just kind of appearing. People will talk about them just kind of appearing in the forest at kind of eye level uh, off in the distance, maybe, you know, 50, a hundred feet off. Uh, and then other, you know, paranormal, other strange occurrences around those. And I just, I have no idea if that's uh, causation or a correlation <laughs> or if there's just strict coincidence. But, uh, you know, my experience, I don't have any experience with that. The reason I mentioned that is that Chris, of course, has written those books about the mysterious valley. And it's supposedly a hot spot where lots of strange, weird stuff goes on. And therefore, he looks into different areas around the world where you have the same thing, not just, well, there was Bigfoot here. There are UFOs. There are people reporting other weird phenomena. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you more about your background and experiences as we sure. progress so that we can get a better sense of your odyssey here. And I'm going to ask you for a few case histories, give people a little hint of what they'll get from the book Monster Hike, a 100-mile okay. inquiry into the Sasquatch mystery by Avril Seal, published by our friends at Anomalous Books. More to come. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag... All sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. Great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home? And you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035.
A commemorative President Trump dollar for only $5? Yes, the historic Trump dollar starts at only $5 at trumpdollar.us. Choose from our unique three-coin collection in gold, silver, and copper. The Vote Trump dollar, inaugural Trump dollar, and Make America Great Again Trump dollar. Available only at trumpdollar.us. Minted in the USA, our Trump dollars commemorate President Trump's patriotic stand. Order your Trump dollar collection today in time for Christmas delivery at trumpdollar.us. That's trumpdollar.us. Attention type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors, for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-7607. That's 800-475-7607. Again, 800-475-7607. Call now. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So you're in the Paracast, but I have someone with me virtually from deep in the heart of Texas, Avril Seal, author of Monster Hike. Avril, one other question here. I don't know if you want to tell us or not. I assume you have a day job. Can you tell us about what you do? I'll tell you some. I, I work at a, a the University of Texas, and I'm sort of an all-purpose writer uh, in the university communication office. And I'm of, I've been blessed to, to be at this university for a long time. I was the, the editor of the alumni magazine for some 17 years and uh, have worked for the university itself and in several different positions. But but suffice it to say, I'm I'm kind of an all-purpose writer for uh, the university's communications office. Obviously, we ask this question, what do they think of your indulgences in the world of the unknown? (laughs) Well, um, you know, this is a a fairly recent uh, step that I've taken uh, to write this book. And those... Who, who know about it are, I'll, I'll have to say, are very supportive. And I appreciate that. I, I did not know how that was going to go, um, but I certainly appreciate, uh, appreciate their support so far. What's interesting here, I think, is that we don't have the stigma anymore for people who write about this stuff, as long as I guess they don't get too crazed about it. Now, I'm looking over your background. Let's, let's not jinx it. <laughs> uh, well, you never know. I mean, someone will call you right now. The phone's ringing. 
It's early. <laughs> yeah. You also jumped into the world of fiction, which I've done. Can you tell me just quickly as a background, what type of fiction is that? Well, I, I will say I'm mainly writing nonfiction. I have written a couple of uh, fiction uh, novellas, really. I wrote a screenplay and a, a kind of a companion novella that was sort of a, a, a fantasy genre, I guess. Uh, and then I wrote another uh, novella that was, I called it an afterlife comedy. Uh, there's a show on TV right now with a very similar premise, uh, kind of a, a humorous take on uh, the afterlife and and the lessons that we might learn from this life. But uh, by and large, I, I write nonfiction. I don't know that I'll go back to, to writing fiction. And interestingly, I, my first dalliance uh, with the Bigfoot subject was fiction. I wrote a, a novella uh, for when I first started thinking about uh, this stuff. And, um, you know, looking back on it, it wasn't very good. Uh, this was about 20 years ago. Uh, but the effect that it had on me was that the research that I did to write that novel uh, pretty much made me a believer and uh, and kind of led me down a path. And, you know, I think uh, now I would I would probably not write, uh, I'll never say never, but I'll probably not write a piece of fiction about this subject at this present time because I think that uh, that muddies the water. Um People, you know, see somebody who's writing fiction. Well, he, he spins a great yarn. You know, he tells a great tale. Maybe he's telling tales about this, too. You know, I, I prefer to keep, uh, you know, I'm very serious about uh, this as, a, as an actual fact. And I think if you kind of try to straddle that line or go back and forth between nonfiction and fiction, people just get confused um, about the fact that the subject itself is nonfiction. <laughs> it's it is not a it is not a, a fictitious creature. But let's talk briefly about your viewpoints about Sasquatch. So, and this is the fundamental of it here. Do you think they are creatures beyond this world, or are they just earthly creatures that maybe we should know more about? Um, you know, this is a question that there there are warring camps uh, over this as within so many other, as with so many other things i think that and what i say in the book is that they are at least flesh and blood creatures i have a, a friend of mine i attribute that to a friend of mine christopher noel who's written a number of books on the subject too but I, that's not to say that that's all they are uh, it's to say that they're flesh and blood creatures is not to say that they're basically just upright gorillas um, I think it's entirely possible that they have uh, they have abilities that we don't understand yet, and I think that we have to get away from this binary thinking that says that either we understand something a hundred percent or it doesn't exist, or for another set of people, um, either we understand something completely or it's magic. Um, or it's extraterrestrial. And I guess this kind of goes to your <laughs> the show that you had the other night on, on ET. But, um, you know, I'm perfectly comfortable saying that uh, these are, I know that they're flesh and blood creatures because they make prints. They leave prints in the ground. Uh, they leave hair behind. Uh, they have, you know, there's scat and so forth. So they're, they are physical creatures. Um, now, do they have other uh, abilities to hide themselves that 
that we don't understand? Maybe. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who claim that they've seen them basically just vanish into thin air. Um, and it sounds, it sounds crazy, but so do I to most people, <laughs> you know, so I very, you'll find that I'm very slow to call something crazy anymore. I'm very slow to say, oh, I've got the answers and everybody else, uh, you know, who's on the other side of one of these questions. Are they flesh and blood? Are they uh, extra dimensional or so forth? I'm very slow to, to claim uh, exclusive knowledge of the truth and that everybody else is, is crazy because, frankly, we just don't know. And we have to get comfortable with the fact that we don't know. And I believe that attitude leaves the door open to greater knowledge and, and to say that, uh, oh, people who, people who think that they can cloak, uh, that they can cloak themselves uh, are just wacky. Well, that just kind of slams the door to, to future knowledge about that. Um, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but uh, I'm, it's not for me to say who's in possession of the truth about all this stuff. What about things like dimensional portals, things like that, where they come from Earth 38 or whatever it is, and they come into yeah. this portal deliberately or accidentally and end up here? I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't say that it, I believe that. Uh, I don't think it's necessary to, to go to that length uh, to explain them. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable saying maybe, you know, uh, develop a theory and, and try to test it and, um, and go from there and Godspeed. Um, I haven't seen any evidence of that. And I don't know, again, I don't know that, that we need to go to that, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible as it is. I don't think that to me that seems like kind of uh, gilding the lily uh, to claim that they go in and out of dimensions. But again, uh, it could be. Well, they're taking it basically very careful, very careful approach. There, I see. You don't want to make assumptions about things, and this is one of the arguments that we were having in last week's show. Are we assuming too much when we talk about possible extraterrestrial UFOs? Because at this point, we know something strange is happening. We mm. do have evidence of extrasolar planets. But it doesn't necessarily mean we can put the two together at this point. And that starts a lot. We have more to come with Avril Seal, author of Monster Hike. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at fully cooked 
FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. People search the internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered. From business deals gone wrong to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. What looks good under your Christmas tree and tastes even better? Big Berkey water filters. Yes, the gift of clean water. A gift that provides a great foundation for achieving good health in the lives of your loved ones. A Big Berkey water filter gives them protection from bacteria, heavy metals, chlorine, fluoride, pesticides and herbicides, VOCs and more. And best of all, a Big Berkey water filter is a gift that lasts for many years with no additional investment. And that saves time and money in filter replacements that other water filters require and are even powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. As always, all orders over $50 are shipped free, and GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Order online at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com, spelled Big, B-E-R-K-E-Y, WaterFilters.com, or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-B-E-R-K-E-Y. Gift well this Christmas. Give a Big Berkey water filter. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can. Because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword CLEAR55 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text CLEAR55 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text CLEAR55 to 350350. That's C-L-E-A-R 55 to 350350. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. We're continuing our exploration, or our preliminaries, about what led to a monster hike. And that's the title of a book from Anomalous Books from April Seal. April, why go on this voyage in the first place? Um, That's a great question. You know, I think there were... I didn't set out to uh, to do a solo a Bigfoot expedition. It kind of became that. I was uh, creeping up on my 50th birthday, and like a lot of people, I wanted to do something kind of momentous uh, to mark the occasion. And um, I was not in good enough shape, nor have I ever had any desire to do a marathon. 
uh, or uh, skydive, <laughs> which, uh, as I say in the book, is is over too soon, no matter uh, how well or poorly it goes. Um, but you know, I've I've always enjoyed the outdoors. Uh, I've done a lot of camping with my sons um, and a lot of hiking, and so this felt like something that I could do. And it wasn't, you know, the Appalachian Trail is, I think, over two thousand miles. Uh, the Pacific Crest Trail, you know, these these two twin pillars of American outdoorsmanship were sort of beyond my reach. I didn't have the vacation time to uh, to do that sort of thing. And you know, I'm a father of, of three uh, young boys, and so it, this this uh, Lone Star Trail in East Texas was something that I could do all of, and could do all of in about a week. As it turns out, it took me eight days, uh, and so. Um, you know, as, as the, I prepared for it for probably two years, uh, just, you know, going on other hikes, kind of dialing in my gear, uh, figuring out what I needed and didn't need. Um, but all that while in the back of my mind was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going online, I'm looking at databases for sighting reports and I'm noticing more and more and more <laughs> chatter about Sam Houston National Forest. And so, these two things kind of developed in parallel. Uh, and, you know, if I had gone out there and done the hike and hadn't seen or heard anything interesting, uh, there wouldn't be a book. You know, it wouldn't have been a monster hike, which would have been my, uh, you know, my 50th birthday hike. Uh, but it, it, it turned into something more interesting than that. Another part of this is that, uh, you know, I believe in direct experience. Um, you know, I had, uh, read enough books and seen enough videos and seen enough photos, purported photos, to last a lifetime. Um, and so I had kind of reached the point where I wanted to either uh, confirm it for myself or, or you know, move along. But, you know, at the, at the root of it, it's just kind of a basic human curiosity. Do these things exist or not? And, and how could I, you know, what would it take? What would be the odds that I could go out there and experience something, either hear one or see one, see tracks, see stick structures, um, that sort of thing. And so as, as time went along, um, I, as I said earlier, this was my fifth trip. And on, on two of the previous four trips, I had experienced uh, something that led me to believe that the, the reports that were coming from out there were true. Um, and I, I can tell you a little bit more about those if you'd like. Sure, please do. Well, the very the very first time I went out there, um, I was on the eastern section of the trail called the Big Creek section, and I went with my oldest son, who then was in fourth grade, um, and uh, you know we had Finding Bigfoot, the TV show on Animal Planet, had had just come on that season I, that year, I believe, and we had both kind of been watching it and interested in it, and saw those guys out go out there and do wood knocks on trees and. And uh, yell into the blackness and hear hear calls, vocalizations coming back to them, and so forth. Um, and so, uh, we had not been on a backcountry camping trip before, uh, and so we took off, went out there. Like I say, it's about three hours uh, from our home, and we got a little bit of a late start, and we pulled in at sundown. The sun had had gone down; it was dusk. 
and we were about to go in on uh, the Lone Star Trail, and this was a developed campground. There are two developed campgrounds out there on the trail. This is the uh, the eastern one called Double Lake, and uh, there's a park host there. This is a national forest, uh, and I, I you know I think there's probably a, a private vendor uh, who runs these campgrounds, and so uh, it, this was in a serious period of drought too, and so we. Uh, what we were planning to do is just um, get out and uh, hike into the trail a little bit and then go off the trail a few feet camp and then walk on in the morning. Um, so we, we parked the truck. He and I got out. We were putting mosquito repellent on, and the park host comes up uh, behind us quickly and says, oh, hey, how are you all doing? Can't go out on the trail. They're, no, they're not allowing uh, camping on the trail because it's – uh, we're in drought phase, and they're afraid trees are going to fall over on you. So I was like, well, that, that's kind of weird, but okay. We'll just stay in the campground and go out in the first thing in the morning. And right then, and Gene, we had not been out of my truck for more than five minutes. <laughs> I hear this, from across uh, this dry lake bed. Why, and, it's Lon Chaney Jr., <laughs> and I turned to the park host, and I don't want to—I don't want to tip my hand. You know, I said, "What was that?" And he—he's messing with his phone or something. I said, "Oh, it's probably a coyote." And I looked down at my son, and he looked back at me, and I just raised an eyebrow. And we both just kind of laughed because this thing was, this vocalization was just spot on. And I've heard, uh, I've heard a lot of coyotes uh, in my life, and uh, this did not sound like anything that I had ever heard. And you know, coyotes do make a lot of uh, otherworldly noises and you know every night they do but um one the sun was not quite down yet and two like, you know this sounded like something very loud very powerful uh at a pretty good distance you know you can tell in the forest you can if, if something is an owl uh you, that's 50 feet away you can tell the difference between that and something that's screaming its lungs out half a mile away. The, the, the forest echo sounds different in both of those events. So I was, I was fairly uh, convinced at that time that that's what we had heard. So, April, at what point did you decide that, you know, maybe that's not what I heard? Well, you know, I, to this day, I think that, that that is what I heard. But I think over time, I think time tends to smooth the edges off of memories you know, kind of like water smooths the edges off of rock. And over the next year, two years, I started to entertain the idea, well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a coyote after all, or maybe it was a barred owl or something else. I think just because I I didn't want to be that wild-eyed believer, you know, I wanted something more solid. Uh, and I got something more solid uh, the, the third time uh, that I went out. And I can uh, tell you about that, too. The third time is the charm. I'll tell you what, we have about a minute ten for this segment. And by the way, if listeners are wondering what's happening with Chris, he is here, but we can't get his mic to be audible. He's taken an oath of silence or something. (laughs) I don't want to say that, you know. Sometimes these weird things happen. Let's be frank about it. Skype release a major update where the interface was completely overhauled. And I hate it. And Chris hates it. 
I can't ask April because he doesn't use Skype often enough to hate it yet. But believe me, that'll come. And it's got some of that artwork that's descended from Windows and Windows 8 Metro, where you have the stick pin lettering and all this silliness and kind of simplified artwork that ends up being more complicated because they haven't got a sense of simplicity and elegance, that sort of thing. But I don't want to get into that. But we're going to talk about more things that April Seal encountered as he begins this great journey to find out more about Sasquatch. Okay, the monster hike. And what kind of monsters, huh? We'll find out. So Chris O'Brien is somewhere out there trying to break in. We'll have more to come. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov.
It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Kiss your credit card debt goodbye. I'm Pharmacist Keith, Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you how to achieve financial peace, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, with Gene and now with Chris, (laughs) we're going to take a monster hike. And I think the monsters have interfered, the monsters of Skype (laughs) have interfered with us. Because what we had to do was we had to help Chris install an older version of Skype on his Mac because a newer version is not letting him participate in a, what we call a group conversation with yeah. three people, me, Chris, and of course our guest, Avril Seal. And Avril is the author of Monster Hike. Well, a couple of things, uh, Avril, listening to when Gene was asking, what, what, what do you think that we're dealing with here? Uh, and you seem to come down on the you know the, the cryptozoological side, uh, the physical creature, uh, undiscovered, un, as yet un, un, you know, unproven, but mm-hmm. uh, a flesh and blood creature that has a breeding population that has to you know gather food and eat, and and it has a life cycle and raises rears young and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know I think a lot of the preponderance of the of the evidence would would support that, um, but. Again, you know, I think you brought up the comparison to UFOs. There are certain cases that then kind of leave you scratching your head. My brother actually was involved in a case uh, just below Stevens Pass in Washington State back in the um, mid-70s. And the creature walked across a logging road uh, within a very close proximity of them. They didn't see it because they were on a curve. And uh, the creature walked across before they actually made their way around the curve. It was, based on his descriptions, it was less than 100 feet away, but they never saw it. They smelled it. The horses mm-hmm. smelled it. Um, when they got around, when they got the horses settled and got around the curve, uh, there was a footprint on one side of the road. There was one in the middle of the road, of the dirt, you know, it was like a dirt rot logging road, mm-hmm. one on the other side 
grass was still coming up that had been crushed in the print. Grass was still raising up out of the print. Mm -hmm. And then there was a swoop mark on the, the bank, the cut through the, uh, through the hillside and a broken branch at the top, but there were no tracks approaching and no tracks leaving. And there's, there, it was similar terrain and there should have been evidence of this creature uh, approaching the road and leaving the road. And the, all they had were the five trace uh, print evidence uh, to, to go on. And there was no other evidence. And I've had other cases where tracks have, have stopped, uh, in mid mid stride, uh, you know, I've I've read about cases where um, you've just had a set of tracks uh, that are isolated by the environment. How, how do we explain that without the, the the creature being able to teleport? Or, um, you know, obviously there's you know the whole possibility of uh, people aren't just able to see the evidence. But in a couple of cases, I recall uh, professional trackers have been left scratching their heads because they could not find any evidence of where the, the creature went, that its tracks ended inexplicably. That's a, that's a great question. I don't pretend to know the answer, but I, I, one thing that might be playing in is that a lot of people believe and, and have seen them coming down out of trees. So I think they're probably more arboreal uh, than people believe certainly the young oh, that's ones. a good idea yep, that makes sense uh, we were in the trees ourselves at one point if you, <laughs> so if one were to, if just you know playing this out if one were to drop down out of a tree walk 50 feet and then climb back into another tree well you've got a segment of a, of a trackway there uh, yeah. with a naturalistic explanation but again i you know i'm not here to tell anybody that they, they haven't seen what they've seen right um I never, I never thought to ask. Well, you know, how what was the proximity of uh, of the trees? Of course, in that part of the uh, Cascades, uh, you mentioned that you'd been on the Pacific Crest Trail. Oh, I so have you not. Know. Just to be clear, I have not been. That oh, was, oh, the point have? I was okay. making. The point I was making is that I, I had, I couldn't do that, nor could I do the Appalachian Trail, uh, just for logistical reasons, and that's right. that's okay. why I picked a, a much shorter, <laughs> much more modest uh, uh, goal. Yeah, I've you know I grew up out there uh, in Western Washington and have hiked big portions of that particular trail, including the highest portion on the, on the entire length of it, uh, Dutch Miller Gap uh, in that area. And I'll tell you, it is not for the faint of heart. That is some rugged country out there, and you'd almost have to be seven, eight foot tall to really negotiate a lot of the terrain out there comfortably. Because I'll tell you, I was 15 years old in incredible shape, and it. it it really kicked my tail. Yeah. Um, so long, long stride can come in handy, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it can. Uh, it reminds me of a case I investigated in Colorado where, well, actually in northern New, uh, New Mexico, where um, he was like a, a cattle brand inspector, uh, witnessed a, a figure, a white-appearing uh, Bigfoot, uh, go up a fire cut that mm -hmm. he tried to do duplicate what the creature had done in about 40 minutes and it, it took him literally half an afternoon to <laughs> go up the stretch of fallen timbers and you know they just cut down trees basically and left them where, where they lay in very very steep rugged terrain and he he gave up really even trying to do it because it was so difficult and he he remarked to me that it, it would have to have been have superhuman uh athletic ability to be able to scramble up that that particular yeah. stretch um, in the amount of time that it took. 
So, uh, and this is, you know, obviously anybody who's ha- had any sort of interest in this subject will encounter these types of descriptions uh, time and time again of the incredible athleticism that these these creatures have. You know, I, I've been away. I have not had a chance, I'll be honest, to, to go over the book. I, I'm really interested in doing so. Uh, you're getting great reviews, by the way, uh, oh, on the you. book. Um uh, Lauren Coleman uh, call, is calling it one of the top ten books of the year, uh, crypto books. Uh, congratulations! Uh, he's a he's a tough nut to <laughs> tough nut to crack. Believe me, Thank Lauren's you. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, he's now become one of the elder statesmen in this whole field. And uh, sure, and uh, having his um, having his uh, recommendation is uh, is gonna gonna help uh, book sales. Uh, let me tell you, uh, it, meant a, it meant a lot to me. Whether it helps sales or not, it meant a lot to me. Well, yeah, just having Lauren say yeah. that is 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 wonderful. But but rest assured, a lot of people listen to what he has to say, and I hope so. <laughs> and, and so I, it makes me want to read the book all that much more. Let's put it that way. I've had a lifelong fascination with Bigfoot. I finally got invited to speak at my first crypto uh, conference. Uh, oh, is that right? Where's uh, that? Couple months back, uh, David Pilate's uh, conference that he had in Denver, uh-huh. the High uh, Mountain Mystery Conference, I think he called it. Nice. Um, and um, it, that would be something that you would cons- might consider doing is uh, getting together with David and Ron Moore- Morehouse, I think, mm-hmm. um, in, in, in that whole. I know those names. Uh, very good conference. Well, yeah, I, I haven't been really a part of that of this community yet. Um, I'm kind of just parachuting into this subject in a way. Uh, I've been interested in it for a long time, but uh, have not been in, in contact. Uh, but I know all these names that you're mentioning. And right. It would be fun. About your trip now, we kind of <laughs> were unceremoniously interrupted, I might might uh, <laughs> might say. Uh and you had mentioned that you had arrived um, at the campsite, and the camp host had heard the sound that you and your son had heard, and said mm-hmm. that it was probably just a coyote. I think that's about where we, uh, right. where we finally attempted to uh, f- finally get me <laughs> in <laughs> get the audio chain here. <laughs> so well, why don't you continue from there? Okay. Well, that you know, so we went and did our hike, and nothing really else happened that I can. I do remember that we we stayed in camp that morning. I mean, sorry, that night, uh, just on a you know regular old tent pad, and then. But we wanted to get a hike in. You know, we didn't want to come all that way and just you know camp in the tent and go back home. We wanted to get a hike in, or I, I'll speak for myself. I wanted us to go hiking, so we got up in the before dawn the next day, uh, just in the black uh, of the morning, and and set out into the. Uh, into the trail, and I just remember that I heard this big movement in front of me. Something it sounded like something moved was on the trail and then moved off the trail. And in this part of the country, just so you can picture the forest, uh, it's a it's a pine forest, but the understory of uh, this forest is completely dominated by yopon, uh, yopon holly, which is a it can be a bush or a, or a shrub or a tree, depending on what size it is. Um, but the yopon, you'll know, cover the south, uh, and they go into about central Texas, and that's their that's their range. But uh, a lot of the witnesses and a lot of the 
investigations that have gone on in this, these forests of East Texas, Yopon figures pretty heavily because it creates this thicket at the ground level that really any it could conceal anything. I mean, I say at one point in the book that a brontosaurus could be hiding, you know, behind a screen of this Yopon and you wouldn't know it. You know what? Um, we'll find out more about what's hidden there as we continue with Gene and Chris going on a monster hike. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So that's Chris doing his Bigfoot imitation. And he's actually kind of upset because Skype engaged in a serious conspiracy with him, where Skype would not let him speak during the session <laughs> until he went back and installed an old version. Right. But we're going on a monster hike with Avril Seal. Avril. Yes, sir. To, let us continue our great journey. Good. Well, so I, there was something, as I said, that that moved in front of us. And, it, you know, this could have been, it could have been a deer. In fact, at the time, I thought it probably was a deer because there are a lot of deer out there. But I just remember that it, it just moved it sounded like something just stepped off the trail and then stopped. In my experience, a deer would not just stop 10 feet off the trail. It would keep on going. 
<laughs> and so I've just always remembered that and wondered about that, you know, because this is an area, this is, would be San Jacinto County. And they're, they're just a, like, there are three counties that make up San Houston National Forest. And all three of them uh, just have numerous sightings on record. So as I say, you know, the years went by and I kind of was, I kind of climbed back on the fence about that whole vocalization. Like, well, maybe it was a, maybe it was a barred owl. Maybe it was a, maybe it really was a coyote. Who knows? Um, and then I went out there, went out two more times, nothing happened on either of those trips. And then the fourth time that I went out, uh, it was with a buddy. We went on, on the other end of the trail, in the far western section of the trail. Um, and it was January uh, 4th, I believe. It was basically still the holiday break, and I hadn't gone back to work yet. I would go back to work the following day. Uh, but this friend of mine and I went out there. We went about two and a half miles in, and then we uh, hammock camped uh, at a little pond there on the Lone Star Trail. And, um, you know, that time of year, it gets dark early and it stays dark <laughs> in the morning. And it was about 35 degrees, probably not quite freezing, but but practically freezing. At 6 a.m. that morning, I was awake, and but I hadn't gotten out of my hammock yet. And we were both in hammocks and both of our hammocks had tarps over them staked down in such a way that we couldn't see out because it was cold and we wanted to retain our body heat. So both of us, we were about 15 feet apart at 6 a.m. And it's key to the story is it's perfectly still out there. It's one of those mornings in the forest that's just cold and nothing is moving. I mean, the insects aren't moving, birds aren't moving, no breeze of any kind. And about, I would say, 50 to 75 feet on the other side of my friend, I hear this, this clack, and then less than a half a second later, from about a quarter mile beyond that sound, I hear this. So I hear this very distinctive, close, sharp clack, followed by a double knock. At that point, uh, there just really wasn't any question in my mind, because I had been following this phenomenon, and I knew from reading, from you know, documentaries that I'd seen, videos and so forth, that this was a this was a phenomenon that was closely associated with, with Bigfoots. The, the researchers believe this is how they communicate. A, they communicate by vocalization, but they also communicate through wood knocks. And some people believe it's it's actually, you know, wood on wood, like they're grabbing a branch, striking the trunk of a tree. Others think it's just them clapping their hands in such a way that makes kind of a hollow sound because they have these in huge meaty hands but in either event i was very convinced after i heard that and, and to me it was a call and response it was uh humans over here and the other one was roger that that's the way i took it and that's to, to this day i think that's what was happening i think they were as i say we were camping by this pond and i believe that they were coming in for water they were coming in to drink before sun up one of them spotted us and signal to the other one to back off. So at that point, of four trips out there, on two of those four occasions, I had had these experiences that I was relatively sure were, were Sasquatch-related. So uh, my, my appetite was really uh, whetted at that point to try to go for more than one night and see. You know, I, was, I was batting 500. Uh, a guy who really didn't know what he was doing but just had enough knowledge to go out there and what I was hearing at that point. 
I'm not sure what what else I can uh, say other than Woodnocks have become ubiquitous with the phenomenon. And um, I don't know how many shows now feature big burly guys running around in the forest, uh, banging on trees. In my mind, it scares them away. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, if I was if I was trying to hunt Bigfoot, I'd, I'd be tr- I'd be trying to use the stealth method, not the uh, yeah, bull in the china shop banging uh, banging on trees with big uh, with big branches, that sort of thing. Um, I, I really haven't ever seen one of the Bigfoot shows. I I, I just I, I'm so I don't know. I'm I'm so down on the way Hollywood has uh, a habit of taking the reality show format and ruining subjects, uh, paranormal <laughs> subjects uh, with that particular yeah. uh, approach. And I literally have never seen uh, Finding Bigfoot uh, or any of those reality show Bigfoot uh, shows. I, I've seen Monster Quest, which I, I, I like. I, I like their approach. Some of their segments are, are very compelling. Mm-hmm. But uh, from the, the short little bits that I've seen of trailers and Maybe somebody will have a YouTube clip that they post, and I'll watch the first five seconds. It literally turns me off within five seconds, and a lot of that is due to this whole idea of banging on trees. Yeah. Another thing that um, – another vocalization, and this comes from personal experience, um, is a whistling sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had my <laughs> – I was back in Washington State uh, hiking up the Carbon River – the north side of, of Mount Rainier, uh, and that part of the Mouch Lake entrance was closed. We hiked in. It was, uh, I think, the end of March or beginning of April. Um, there had been very, very few people in there since the, um, you know, the very, very early spring. And during the wintertime, you don't get much uh, hikers, uh, uh, hiking activity up there. And so we were hiking up through the forest alongside the river, and um we hadn't seen or heard any animals, uh, which I found was uh, quite unusual. You know, having lived the prior three, my, my three years of high school within about 40 miles of this location, I was very, very familiar with all the the wildlife and the bird sounds um, at all times of the year. And I remember commenting to my girlfriend that it was strange that we had not seen or heard any animals, that it was really quiet. Mm-hmm. All we could hear was the uh, sound of the river. And... We got into uh, an area of some real big western red cedars and big dug firs. I mean, really big, uh, ten foot, you know, diameter, eight foot, and um, and kind of low light uh, on the forest floor with um, lots of moss and temperate rainforest type, um, you know, just drippy. Everything was kind of dripping. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, we get to a certain point in the trail where we have a, a pretty open view, at least a hundred feet. Uh, in front of us and behind us, and I heard a a very unusual, very loud whistle, and it had kind of a questioning tone to it. <laughs> and yeah. um, I stopped, and my girlfriend said, "Did you hear that? What was that?" And I, I said, "Oh, it must have been a bird." Knowing darn well it wasn't a bird because I'd never before or since heard a bird that sounded like mm-hmm. that. And as soon as the words pretty much had gotten out of my mouth, we heard a higher pitched version of it behind us. That was kind of answering. I said, you know, let's go out towards the river and take a break. And as we started out, we were kind of going back away from the the first sound and more towards the second sound. We heard one the the first sound again, and then the second sound was was with the first sound. 
somehow, whatever it was, had gotten from behind us to in front of us. And yet we didn't see anything. And there, I, I would have to go back and check my notes on this in terms of, uh, of the, the elapsed time. But uh, I was very convinced that uh, we had had um, kind of a, a quasi, if you will, or pseudo Bigfoot encounter uh, because – as I said uh, twice now, I'm really familiar with all the animal sounds and, and especially bird sounds in the area. We got more to come. Pseudo Bigfoot encounter with Gene and Chris and April. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh, and it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PARACAST30. You know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking... Japanese panko chicken. It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you could actually get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes include step-by-step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com, use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com. Have you ever wondered who the second person to discover gravity was? Hmm. When you're in the mood for a treat, would you go to the second best bakery in town? Or how about the name John Breckenridge? Recognize it? If you don't, that's because he came in second to Abraham Lincoln. The firsts are first for a reason. Just how ID Stronghold was the first to create the technology to protect your credit cards from thieves with RFID chip scanners. ID Stronghold products block signals from those scanners, so thieves can't capture your critical data. Get a stronghold on your personal information and protect your family too. Don't settle for the second best wallet. Pick up ID Stronghold wallets for everyone on your list this holiday season. They're the perfect stocking stuffer, with leather wallets starting as low as $20 on Walmart.com, eBay, Amazon, and QVC. Save 10% by using coupon code PRESENT for a limited time. That's coupon code PRESENT only on IDStronghold.com. IDStronghold.com haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a mossy embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk green-fed dairy beverage every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from with over 30 probiotics a mossy's undeniably nutritious refined cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy a mossy so good and you need to try it contact your longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to gcnteam.com For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. 
Visit the Berkey Guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey Guy. Actual testimonials from real Numana customers. I've tried all kinds of food storage, and Numana is by far the best. I'm a single mom with two teenage boys and a full-time job. I don't always have time to cook a four-course meal. That's where Numana has been such a blessing. I can spend less time in the kitchen and more time on what matters most, like helping with homework. Find out for yourself. Order online at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. Numana is... Thepowermall.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Quasi? Quasi. What do you mean by quasi? Well, I don't know. I didn't see anything. I didn't smell anything. Normally, I would need those one of those two things to really be completely convinced that that's the experience I've had in terms of one of our big hairy friends. But um, I didn't have the olfactory uh, evidence, and I didn't have any sort of visual evidence. But the very fact that whatever it was was able to go from behind us to in front of us without us seeing it do that, that puts it into a, a realm of high strangeness, in in my estimation, uh, which, again, kind of kicks me back towards that possibility of some sort of ability to teleport. Um, this thing was not going through the trees. Uh, the trees were too big. There were no branches down. You know, maybe it could have skinnied up one of these things. I, I, I doubt it. But we would have heard or seen something, I would think. This is much a different country than than what you're describing in Texas. It uh, sure is, yeah. This is primordial uh, temperate rainforest. This is a whole different ball of wax. Uh, we're talking, you know, 150, 200-foot trees, right. uh, you know, huge, huge uh, trees, moss hanging everywhere, very, very wet, hence the rainforest uh, <laughs> designation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, by going up this trail, we literally were breaking uh, through snowbanks. We could see nobody had, had traveled on the trail at least for a couple, three weeks since the last snowfall. So we didn't encounter any any person, not a single person in the entire afternoon. We were by our, pretty much pretty isolated and by ourselves uh, up there. And But what perfect conditions uh, to encounter something like uh, an undiscovered hairy hominid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, I mean, what you're describing is what most people think of when they think of Bigfoot country. And what's been a revelation to me and a lot of other people is that, yes, they're they're out there, but they're also in places like where I was. They might be miles from anywhere, or they might be the best evidence that I found on this trip was this footprint that's on the cover of the book. Yeah, and that was that was print, too, by the way. That was 50 yards from a parking lot. And a highway. <laughs> there were some pretty remote areas that I went through. You know, the farthest I could get from a road, from, from any road, was four miles. And you would think, well, Texas, you know, everything's bigger than Texas. But really, these are Forest Service roads and county roads yeah. cutting through. And the, the, the forest itself is kind of a patchwork. When you, It depends on, you know, you look at it on a Google geographical map, and it looks like this one big monolithic green thing. 
But then you go to the satellite shot, and you can see little churches here and there, and yeah. farms farms that were grandfathered into the national park, and little towns kind of nestled in there. So, well, and you don't not, have much relief there either. You're not going up and down um, like you would in the the yeah. Cascades or the Mackenzies or the the Rockies. I mean, one, one thing that I asked Jeff, Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum when he was on the show is, you know, I said, you know, we have, you know, Bigfoot investigators saying that we've had Bigfoot reports in 48 or 50 states. And he, he kind of scoffed at that. You know, he really did not come across as someone who accepts the idea that Bigfoot are seen in Ohio, the Grassman, for instance, or uh, in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey or anywhere in New England mm-hmm. or um, some, of, some of the anywhere pretty much in the Midwest. Um, he said that they need a lot of terrain, water, and places to hide. You know, and I, I mentioned him, the DuPont monster from southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, that's quite famous for haunting uh, a couple of these uh, lovers' lanes and and being attracted by teenagers having sex. And, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of laughed at that and said, well, you know, it's he doesn't really go there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he didn't really want to come down and say, oh, that's a bunch of BS or whatever. But he did pretty much say, no, no, these things are only, you know, northern tier, British Columbia, Washington, northern California, places where there's huge, you know, miles and miles of virgin, you know, forests and and this sort of thing. And Bigfoot in Texas, they got to be really stealthy to be able to hang around Parking lots, maybe dumpster dive, uh, some of the things that they've been reported doing. Mm-hmm. Well, what are some of your favorite uh, reports that you've heard from that that part of the world there? Well, the, uh, most of the activity is to our east because just to address Dr. Meldrum's point, and I have great respect for him, but you know, if you look at a sightings map of, the, of all of North America and you overlay that with a map of annual rainfall, it's a one-to-one match. I mean, it's very close, and you know, it, it just tracks with cover. Uh, where there's cover, things are living there. And my theory is that they understand what constitutes a barrier to humans, and they put as many of those between them and and uh, us as they can. But they're in Florida. All these swamp monsters, you know, these stories uh, from Louisiana and throughout the Lower South that have been around for a hundred years or more. Um, you know, the the Washita's, Arkansas, the Ozarks, and the Boggy Creek, Kentucky. You know, we've got video from Ohio. friend of mine in the field uh, I've mentioned before, Christopher Noel, does his uh, research in Vermont. And, uh, and he's actually working on a book right now on uh, microforests and is, is making a very compelling case that these things don't need uh, – miles and miles of remote territory in order to exist. They'll live damn where, wherever they please. <laughs> and that might be right up next to a little rural subdivision, uh, you know, miles from, a, you know, a rather feet from, from interstate highways if they want to. People have been, have been cruising along on the interstates and in large state highways uh, for decades now and, sure. and looking over and seeing a Bigfoot standing there watching traffic go by. That's not, un- it's not an unusual description for an, a sighting event. Sure. And, and, you know, by what authority can we say, oh, well, they're only in the Northwest and in Canada, you know, there's sighting reports at one point, what, what makes those so much more credible than sighting reports from other parts of the country that have ga- uh, plentiful game uh, and, and plentiful cover and, 
plentiful people there to see them. <laughs> I don't understand what you know, why you would just out of hand reject thousands of eyewitness reports from other parts of uh, of the continent um, simply because maybe there wasn't enough you know there wasn't it wasn't mountainous or something like that. I mean that seems like you're you're creating a, a theory to try to fit a preconceived notion instead of looking at what people are reporting and trying to build a theory from that. Well, you know what I think it is? I think that that's what he thinks his colleagues who are barely allowing him to get away with professing interest in publicly getting involved in this very controversial subject matter. Uh, So if he makes it as acceptable and sanitized as possible for their liking, then he he retains some sort of credibility. If he mm-hmm. admits that there's the possibility that Bigfoot can, can be in Oklahoma and uh, Kansas and places where there are no large forests really to speak of and very few places to hide, yet they still have reports, he would have a much harder time convincing his colleagues that he wasn't nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's it's human nature. To, uh, I do talk about this too, but it's human nature to always think that you're staking out the conservative ground, and that you kind of know where the you know where the boundary is between something that's common sense or something that's investigatable and other things that are just wacky and nuts. You know, as I said earlier, the older I get, I'm very slow to uh, call people crazy. <laughs> We continue our monster hike. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Have you ever wondered who the second person to discover gravity was? Hmm. When you're in the mood for a treat, would you go to the second best bakery in town? Or how about the name John Breckenridge? Recognize it? If you don't, that's because he came in second to Abraham Lincoln. The firsts are first for a reason. Just how ID Stronghold was the first to create the technology to protect your credit cards from thieves with RFID chip scanners. ID Stronghold products block signals from those scanners, so thieves can't capture your critical data. Get a stronghold on your personal information and protect your family too. Don't settle for the second best wallet. Pick up ID Stronghold wallets for everyone on your list this holiday season. They're the perfect stocking stuffer, with leather wallets starting as low as $20 on Walmart.com, eBay, Amazon, and QVC. Save 10% by using coupon code PRESENT for a limited time. That's coupon code PRESENT only on IDStronghold.com. IDStronghold.com. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. 
Hey folks, Tom D for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual, and this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word George and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts EASY66 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY66 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. E-A-S-Y-6-6 to 85850. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future. And you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So those of you who tuned in earlier in the episode and you wondered where Chris was for a couple of segments, we had a Skype audio problem. A reminder, too, that we have a second radio show called After the Paracast. That's only available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Some have asked if there's a way to pay for your Paracast Plus membership other than PayPal or a credit card through PayPal. And we're going to look for a method where you might be able to use your checking account and maybe even Bitcoin. We are looking for those things, plus.theparacast.com. Chris? Uh, every time I bite a coin, I big crack teeth. So I, I'm not sure <laughs> if people want to be biting coins. You're old school. Huh. Well, Bitcoin, of course, is the digital currency that I think is up to like ten, twelve thousand dollars now, and it used to be a thousand dollars. Imagine if I had invested a thousand dollars five years ago. Just my luck. <laughs> you know, I want to hear more uh, from you about your book and uh, some of the revelations that. Uh, that you've gained while being out in this environment and, and, you know, not having spent that much time in uh, central Western Texas in the areas where these uh, creatures, uh, well, in, in, in Eastern Texas too, obviously, East, but yeah, the areas that, that predominantly feature 
uh, Bigfoot reports. I've not spent that kind of time there. Now, a good friend of the show, Nick Redfern and, and uh, Lyle Blackburn, uh, I'm sure, have spent some time in these oh, yeah. areas, and they've mentioned that uh, on the show. But it sounds like you've actually done quite a bit of traipsing around, if you will, this part of the world. And, you know, what what do some of the locals say? What What's some of the local folklore and some of the stories that have sprung up around the subject? Uh, give us a, a sense of, of how how the local flavor of some of the uh, of some of the events you know it's interesting because i've got a friend who lives about five miles from where i took the photo on the cover of this book we were friends in college she moved back to houston i think where she grew up and when i uh, pushed this out on facebook that i had published this book uh she was totally shocked never heard of this before um, what are you talking about? I can't believe this. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, my, my experience with the locals out there are that many of them have never even have never heard of this before. And it just goes to show you that the taboo that's in place around the subject, you'll, you'll run into people that's uh, very self-assured. Oh, I've, I've hunted all my life and I've never seen anything out there. They're, you know, and then, therefore, this probably doesn't exist or this can't exist. I've hunted and fished all my life, and I've spent days and days outdoors, and I've never seen anything. You know, you'll hear a lot of that kind of thing, a lot of, of denial. And it just goes to show you that it's – I think there are two things going on with this phenomenon. One is their stealth, and they have a whole range of, of tools in their toolbox to achieve that stealth. But the other part of it that's equally important is our obliviousness. Um, you know, we're just not that observant <laughs> in the scheme of things. You know, if, if I hadn't been into this subject and I, if I had not known what I was looking at and for, I would have gone through eight days and seen and heard absolutely nothing out of the ordinary. I, would have, I wouldn't have noticed the prints that I noticed. I would have written off any of the sounds I heard overnight to... Uh, birds or coyotes, you know, the mind would have rationalized away any any odd thing that I would have seen. Now, you know, occasionally there'll be an exception to that, and one will step on the trail in front of somebody or cross a highway in front of somebody, and, and there's, there's that shocking realization that, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's something out here that really shouldn't be out here. But in the case of most people, we kind of wander through life with our eyes at, at eye level, you know, not looking up or down. Wait a minute. We're looking down at our cell phones. Well, there you go. Yeah, I stand correct. I mean, how many videos have you seen now online of people walking, you know, into fence posts, <laughs> uh, into lamp posts, into falling into fountains, uh, into yeah. holes, uh, construction sites? Uh, did you see the? Did you see the guy in China on his bike that that rode his bike into a sinkhole? Who <laughs> was looking at a cell phone while he was riding his bike? <laughs> It turned out he was okay. No, but, but I've I've seen people almost take me out on the road. He just disappears off driving. <laughs> but that's yeah. our nature, right? We're we're absorbed in our own little worlds. If you haven't committed to a belief, or if you're if you're not at least open to the idea that, that these things are out there, then you would never you would never see anything, hear anything out of the ordinary, unless it was some extraordinary. And I you know I think the the occasions where there have been where they've made mistakes and been spotted, I believe, are probably 90% to do with juveniles. 
what's the most dangerous animal in the wild? It's a mother grizzly, right? It's somebody who's gotten in between a mother grizzly and her cubs. And I think that just in the nature of <laughs> the nature of juveniles, and we know this from our own juveniles, don't we, that uh, they go places they're not supposed to go, they do things they're not supposed to do, and it's up to the parents to rein them in. And so I think in the cases where they have been spotted, my bet is that a lot of those cases are, are related to, well, someone's accidentally walked into a nursery or someone's now building a campfire underneath a tree and there's a juvenile on the tree. And so an adult has to come forward and harass that person out of the area to get them away from their, their babies. I think, I think that has a lot to do with it. But that's just a long-winded way of saying I think the our obliviousness is equally uh, a factor in all of this as, as, as their stealth. You know, again, human nature being what it is, uh, you know, I've often said that uh, when people talk about UFO disclosure, for instance, that I, even if, you know, Obama or, well, now if Trump, if Trump had walked into the West Wing uh, to a press conference, maybe in the Rose Garden, hand in hand with a little, you know, three foot gray alien, that uh, probably over half the people watching it wouldn't believe it. They'd think it was some special effects thing, and there was a government just trying to pull another fast one on the American people. People wouldn't believe their own eyes. Yeah. So to ask people to suspend their 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 you know their belief in anything uh, in this country, especially, you know, is you're you're asking for almost the impossible. Uh, because people don't know what to believe in. They don't know what to not believe in. Uh, I think things are so topsy-turvy and screwy and, you know, science is, is becoming so, you know, isolated away from the everyday person, um, except for Neil, uh, what's his name, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would grass. be, you know, maybe Stephen Hawking in his own robotic sort of way would be, you know, would be exceptions to that rule. But, uh you know, people are, are shutting down, I think, around a lot of their reality-based um, upbringing. And I think that they're they're looking for, for new and different things to believe in. Because, quite frankly, uh, we're losing a lot of um, the things in our culture, which, I don't know, they, they kind of inspire us and, and, and get us uh, wondering. And, and, you know, it, there's just so much contention and so much divisiveness that's going on right now that... Bigfoot, hey, why not? You know, at least I can believe in something, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's either that uh, or no way, like that can never exist because I don't understand it 100%. Well, that's it's, yeah, below the Bible these, belt. Yeah, uh, there then are you these... get into that whole scenario. Well, what do you think? Do you think, uh, you know, people in the south that uh encounter a skunk ape, I mean, do they think that they've been cursed by the devil and and what they're seeing is of the devil and that, that, that you know, God, you know, is a God-fearing, Bible-thumping, Bible-belt, uh, you know, parishioner or, you know, church member, uh, do you think that they've been singled out by, you know, what what's their thinking? I mean, how, how does uh, a, a right-wing conservative Bible-thumping, you know, primal Christian, if you will, how, how do they reconcile a Bigfoot experience? Let's have the answer well, to that huh. question. Let's have the answer in our next segment. How do okay, they? Okay, clam. We don't want to have that started. With Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the life change tea at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But did you know you can have tax-free access to your life insurance while you're still alive? You can use the life benefits of your life insurance to grow your money with certainty and guarantees. No stock market risk, no tax risk, and no penalties. Call Life Benefits if you'd like a free book about how this can be done. Call 702-660-7000. That's 702-660-7000. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm everyone how much healthy I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. If you or someone you care about loves outdoor adventure, then check out Slingbow.com for some unique holiday gift ideas. That's Slingbow.com, where we have some innovative new products for the archer, hunter, or bow fishing enthusiast in your family. Now through January, use the promo code HOLIDAY to get free shipping in the U.S. or Canada. 
And from all of us at Slingbow Industries, have a safe, joyous, and peaceful holiday season. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, we're now on troubled ground here. Avril Seal joining Gene and Chris, and Chris is getting into it. I'm not going to even. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, we aren't. These things are they'll seen say we're attacking Kentucky other people's and, religions, man. Well, they're seen in Kentucky. They're seen in Arkansas. They're seen in in Northern Florida. They're seen in Georgia, and and there's a lot of born again Christians and Baptists and stuff that live in these places. How do they deal with an experience? with something that's not supposed to exist in their God, you know, fearing universe. Right, that's a legitimate question. That's a, that's a good question. And in fact, I, I have mentioned Baptists in this book because <laughs> in this particular forest, it's about a hundred percent, I say a hundred percent market share of, uh, of religious or these one room uh, Baptist churches. Um, you know, as far as I'm uh, aware there's nothing in the Bible uh, that says that these things can't exist and that, that they cannot exist. I think some people who you know who look to the Bible for justification or for explanation of things, a lot of them look at Genesis chapter 6, this nonchalant, uh, bizarre mention of giants in the earth. And the, and the verse is, in those days and even later, there were giants in the earth. Uh, if you're reading Genesis closely, <laughs> there's enough there, you know, that you could you could hang this whole phenomenon on that if you wanted to. Now, were that, these the same giants that found the women of Earth fair? Yes, the same ones. Interesting. Uh, the Nephilim is the, the yeah, plural the Nephilim, Hebrew name. Right. So make of that make of that what you want. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting. I I don't know that. That this is that's what these are referring to, uh, but um, you know, I haven't heard that. I, I do think there's more of a kind of a code of silence across the South. I've kind of picked up on that. And Mama and Papa, you know, would see these things and they they tell people don't don't be talking about that. You know, you go into town, don't tell people about that. We don't, you know, there's a there's a sort of instinctive silence that comes in a, a curtain of silence that falls over things that you might be accused of being crazy and that's just i think a heightened sense of reputation you know a guarded more guarded sense of reputation that's cultural uh in the south bob garrett has talked about that on the, some of the podcasts that i refer to in the book he's the investigator in that area that i talk at, at pretty great length about um but I remember him saying on one show that uh, his his either his parents or his grandparents or whoever it was he he first asked about because he saw one when he was a teenager out there. Uh, they said, "Yeah, you know, just leave those things alone and don't talk about them to anybody." That was kind of the <laughs> the party line, you know. And I think that's probably true for a lot of families across the South. They don't they don't want strangers coming in and investigating things. Right. They might find the still. You know, <laughs> uh, 
Or they might find the inbred, uh, you know, Cousin Larry. uh, Who knows? You see, Um, Cousin Larry is going to write us and say, why did you do that? I'm going to sue you. I get sued by Cousin Larry? Well, I, I could have really been uh, ethnocentric and said Jethro or, or you know, some real knee-jerk kind of stereotyped Southern male name. Remember. All right, stop. Our guest lives in Texas. Yes, he does. I'm not like that. I th- I love Southern people. I think that they're genuine. They're they're like very straightforward. Um, you know, they're fun. They have great sayings. I've never, you know, my favorite Texan was my favorite Texan because of his irreverence, and and he would come up with with analogies that would just curl your toes. <laughs> Texans just have a way of describing things uh, as being like other things. Uh, I I think few mortals can rival the ingenuity of uh, Texas axioms. Busier than a mosquito in a nudist colony. (laughs) That's my favorite of all time, I think. (laughs) Yeah, what's the the Confucius one about (laughs) nonviolence? When a mosquito lands on your testicles, you learn very quickly uh, <laughs> about <laughs> hitting back is not always the answer. Is that right? <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, anyway. Uh, we digress. Uh, damn. Indeed. So, okay, in a perfect world, now you're out there tramping along. You're hitting some of these uh, wonderful areas that have all these thickets and, and you know, wonderful pine forests. Mm. I mean, what, what are you expecting to encounter? What, what would be your idealized encounter uh, that wouldn't leave you, you know, having to change your drawers? Well, that's a great question. Uh, and I, I thought about that a lot before I went out there. I said, okay, I'm going to be out there for eight days. And however many nights I can I can hack out there, um, what do I want? You know, what do I what do I want to see? Um, because the more stories I hear, the less sure I am I would want to see one of these things. Uh, people have all kinds of different reactions to seeing them, and uh, let me just insert here that in my estimation, there have been ten thousand reports. Uh, of Bigfoots in North America over the last uh, 150 years, say. Um, so that this 10,000 number is a number I, I come back to often. But uh, from that, from all the, the witnesses that we, you know, it's everything from kind of uh, awestruck uh, wonder to the, the soiled pants that you referred to a minute ago to really serious trauma uh, guys who give up hunting um, you know, lifelong hunters who never go back into the woods. There have been, you know, people suspected of, of having heart attacks and dying. You know, that's impossible to prove that that was the cause. But there, there, there are a lot of people that suspect that, um, you know, some, some traumatic events like that are because of encounters. So, uh, you know, be careful what you ask for <laughs> is, the, is the answer yeah. to the question. Because I am not at all sure, even to this day. That I want to see one. I mean, I my I guess my ideal encounter, uh, Chris, would be uh, something at about 
75 yards that was where I'm seeing them and they are not seeing me <laughs> and they're crossing a trail or something like that. And I can so say, okay, have to be downwind and, and, and in the stank as it were. Yeah, exactly. I, I'd be smelling them and they uh, would not be smelling me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then, mm-hmm. and then as, as your motor drive on your, your camera was just whizzing by, he would slowly turn and <laughs> cock his head and then vanish like uh, a phantom in the, uh, in the mists of uh, London fog or something. Yeah. Well, I, you know, photos are, are an interesting topic because, uh, you know, at this point there are so many photos in existence that well, there's uh, so many blob squatch photos. I think is the the term. Well, that that is a term, but there are also some clear ones too. And you know, for skeptics who won't be convinced by anything, uh, you know, one of the I, I go through the in the book this typology of of belief. You know, people who are uh, uh, seekers, people who are believers, people who are knowers, um, which is a subset of believers. Uh, people who are denialists who will just deny it, you know, kind of like what you were saying about the three-foot alien in the rose garden. <laughs> no matter what they're shown, uh, they're going to they're going to find a way to explain it away. And you know, you show people a fuzzy picture, and they'll say, "Well, that's a blob squatch. You know, there's no way that thing is real." And you show them a clear picture, and they say, "Well, that's way too clear. That's obviously a hoax. You know, nothing would ever be that clear." So they concoct criteria for proof that can never be satisfied um and and that's that's the sign of uh of what i call the denialist um or the radical there's plenty of them around irrational skeptics who are you know for for an ufo phenomenon they try to explain all well all ufos are swamp gas or ball lightning Um, you mean they're not (laughs) <laughs> hey, wait a well, minute here. I was looking for all the swamp gas. You know, the guy who brought up swamp gas, Dr. J. Allen Hynek, almost never lived that down, really. Because, Is that right? Yeah. He, I think he realized that he was basically being forced to say something. Oh, swamp gas, something of that nature. We have Avram Seal, and we have Gene Steinberg, and we have Chris O'Brien, we're taking a monster hike. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. 
That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Before we got started and you heard that part of the episode, I was talking with Avril about the area he selected, which was a forest to look into. And he mentioned that it we had Sasquatch there, but not so much other events. How does one look into something like that if he's going back there to see if there's a possibility this is a portal? What should he do? This is for Chris, right? Yeah, for Chris. Oh, me? You're on. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Uh, bring an extra change of underwear. <laughs> Check. And have, you know, no lust for result, no expectations. You know, always be vigilant. Mark out your uh, campsite very carefully with, uh, you know, tin cans and and, uh, fish line uh, or whatever type of uh, motion sensing equipment that you have battery life for uh, because you want an early warning system. Um, There's a bunch of things. Uh, To me, it's it's like looking for a stack of needle, uh, a needle in a stack of needles. You know, that's why a lot of these shows, (laughs) I can't believe that people uh, take them seriously because the least likely time that you're going to find a Bigfoot or, or encounter a Bigfoot is when you're looking for one. And and that would be my biggest argument against the authenticity of the of the uh, Gimlin-Patterson film, for instance. Uh, the very fact that they were out there looking for a Bigfoot and, and found one and were able to film it rings alarm bells in my mind. It's invariably, the the last thing on your mind is when you generally encounter these these creatures. Um, um, and, and the same with, um, with a, I think, a, 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 not every UFO, UFO sighting, of course, but I've seen plenty of UFOs when I've been out looking for them. But with Bigfoot, it's different. There seems to be a, you know, it's almost like they can pick up on your intentions or something, that they have some weird sixth sense that, that, mm-hmm. that allows them to, avoid people who are out looking for them um and and very you know they you do hear accounts of people stumbling on them and the bigfoot looks as surprised as the person feels mm-hmm. um but they're they're an exception um generally it's a bigfoot revealing himself and allowing you to see him or her um it tends to be more at least you know and i'm generalizing here a little bit obviously but but my sense is 
they reveal themselves when they feel the time is right and the, and the particular person is right for some reason. Uh, and um, I, that's why I think that there's a snowball's chance in hell that Matt Moneymaker or any of these people that, that are seen banging trees on TV are ever going to really have a true encounter. Uh, I think we have a lot of feigned drama going on. Not having seen any of the shows, I really can't tell you that for sure, but that would be my guess. I've got one thing to say about this business of uh, okay. tree, knock, tree knocking and, and calling and calling for responses. And, uh, you know, I did that a couple of times with my boys in the early days, uh, just kind of for fun, uh, just just goofing around. But I stopped doing that. I stopped doing both of those things because one day it just dawned on me. I have no idea what I'm saying. You know, if this is a form of communication, maybe a tree knock is – there's a deer down over here. And then one comes over expecting a deer down and they see me and they say, well, it doesn't look very appetizing, but I guess it'll do. <laughs> so I, that's just a, that's just to say that you know, <laughs> let's be careful about speaking a yeah. foreign language. when We have no idea what it is we're trying to say, <laughs> what it is we're saying out loud. You know, that's that's a really good point. And and I guess if you're doing it aggressively, you might be asking for trouble. Yeah, I mean, it could be it could be males being territorial, saying uh, you know, stay out of this area. And so you're you're there screaming. You know, that's taken as a threat to another male in a family group. You know, you don't want to be on the, on the wrong side of that uh, encounter. Uh, no. It's just, no, uh, it's, yeah. for me, I, what you said earlier about stealth being the wiser path uh, is something that I really uh, decided was true. And finding Bigfoot is, is fine as so long as it goes. I mean, it's entertaining. The most compelling part of the show to me are the the, the witness encounters. Uh, they talked to over 90 by my estimation i mean they've done over 90 episodes and in every episode there's probably 35 people that raise their hands and tell their stories and to me that's that's the best part of the show is hearing these people's uh their encounter stories but they never seem to get any closer to the goal one i think because they've never that i can tell never spend more than a week in one place whatever you think of patterson gimlin you know they or they had been out almost two weeks on horseback uh, when they shot uh, the footage of Patty. Right. You know, finding Bigfoot folks. They're in a they're in a, a state park for one night, and whoop, well, didn't find it. Now it's yeah, raining, it's, so we got to exactly. go. Or uh, <laughs> you know, it started raining, so we turned in for the night. And next, now we're now we're on to Georgia in the next place. You know, so they're they're not their their goal is not to find Bigfoot. Their goal is to get the entertain next, the crowd and sell soap. Get the next episode in the can. <laughs> <laughs> and get on to the next, you know, that there's a, there's a very clear formula for it and it's fine, but you know, this is, we're now five or six years into this and um, you know, some episodes are better than others. They've gotten a little bit of thermal footage, uh, the occasional vocalization, but that doesn't, where does that really get us? You know, where does that, does that move the needle on proving that they exist yeah. to, to have one more episode where you can just barely hear a faint little call in the distance. And that, you know, that to me, that, that lends ammunition to the skeptics that say, well, they didn't find it again, did they? You know? Uh, so I would prefer, you know, if I were the producer of that show, I would send them into a national forest and leave them there for about four months. 
<laughs> few people I'd like to do that with. You know, you're tempting me right now. I can think of a few people I've associated with over the years, and those associations have not been as friendly as I'd like. And that's nobody's sweat, nobody's pain. It's not your fault or anything. Things happen. And I think I'd like to maybe do that. I'm not a violent person. Remember that. It's just a casual wish. <laughs> or as someone once said, make it so. <laughs> There's a group that you're probably aware of called the North American Wood Ape Conservancy. They actually did a two-year study in a valley in far eastern Oklahoma near the Arkansas border. They did a, a just a, a study of this one area. It was on private property, and they, they refer to it as Area X. And the same group has done extensive research in Sam Houston National Forest and in the Big Thicket National Preserve uh, a few miles east of Sam Houston. They've labeled those areas Area X, Area Y, and Area Z. But in Area X in Oklahoma, they they did a – I believe it was a – I don't have the stats in front of me, but it was something like a, either a two- or a four-year stakeout of this uh, this valley and got some you know remarkable results. It took you know thousands of man hours of sitting around watching these thermal screens at night, and they still didn't get they didn't get any proof. You know, they're a a, a kill organization. Um, they will call it a pro science organization, but their uh, objective is to to harvest a specimen because that is the only way science will ever will ever acknowledge the existence of the species. Uh, and they took some shots. They took two shots out there, and they found a blood trail. Uh, from where they had hit one of these things, but they couldn't recover the body. Uh, and so, uh, anyway, that's just to say that there are there are investigators out there who are in it for the long haul and are putting in the the time. And they would there were multiple people, and they would they would switch out. They would they would do this in shifts. You know, one uh, a team of uh, four guys would go out there for two weeks on their vacations, <laughs> spend their vacations freezing in a, in a pop-up tent with black plastic around it, looking through thermal scopes. Uh, and then they would go back to work and another four guys would come out there and do two weeks. And so off and on for something like four years, they studied this area and they produced a 200 page report and they had something like 48 uh, sightings in that time. But when you divide that number into the amount of man hours that they were out there looking, it's incredible. It's something like a one-second sighting for every 35 hours of man hours of looking or something like that. Yeah. I've got the statistic in the book. But. Let's do the break. Wow. Okay, a lot of time to spend there with Gene and Chris and Averill. You're in. The Paragast. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. 
Attack of the Rockoids, and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Guys, wouldn't your wife or girlfriend love it if you treated her to the very best this Christmas? Well, you can, and you don't even have to go out of your way. We're talking about the world's softest pajamas, available exclusively at pajamagram.com. That's pajamagram.com. Created by a team of dedicated pajama experts, the world's softest pajamas are lighter than a cloud, softer than a bunny, like cashmere, only better. She'll love the way the world's softest pajamas feel, and you'll love the way they look. More than a gift, they're a feeling, an invitation to relax a little longer. The world's softest pajamas are available only at pajamagram.com. Visit today and give her a gift that keeps on giving to both of you. Plus, you don't even have to wrap because every Pajamagram includes free gift packaging and Christmas delivery is guaranteed. So visit Pajamagram.com or call 1-800-GIVE-PJs. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. People search the internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered. From business deals gone wrong, to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. So much fun, you'll forget you have a wife and kids. $39.95 and free economy shipping. Use discount code GCN and get an extra 10% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Makes the perfect stocking stuffer. Get your Bug Assault today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, Avril Seal is author of Monster Hike. A 100-mile inquiry into the Sasquatch mystery. As we progress the final segments of the show, do you think that things you expected to see and or learn were unlearned or were different than what you expected? 
Well, you know, I, I have a different view on that forest. I have not been back. I will go back. I want to go back, but I just haven't had this. This was only this time last year that I was out there. The whole question of whether these creatures are dangerous or not is uh, way more prominent in my mind than it used to be. At one time, after the point at which I pretty much accepted that they existed, I, like most people, considered them these reclusive, gentle giants who were always retreating from our view. You know, you were lucky if you ever got a glimpse of one. After hearing some stories, hearing a lot of stories over the last couple of years, it's not at all clear to me anymore that that's their nature. Uh, and it's entirely possible that they're extremely violent and extremely dangerous. And that is something that I can't unlearn. Uh, and so I don't think I can ever go out there again with the same kind of outlook that I had in the early trips that I took before I had done quite so much research uh, about them. There was an innocence. You know, I, there's a chapter of the book called East of Eden. And uh, <laughs> I think, you know, there was a sort of innocence about my early travels out there and about most people's travels out there. They, they don't consider the possibilities that these things, if they're out there, and if you're out there and they're out there, they have 100% control of the situation, unless you're heavily armed, you know, with a submachine gun or something like that. Uh, they have all the power in that relationship. Uh, I mean, as a society, we have the power. As a species, we have the power, clearly. to We've dominated the Earth. We've been to the moon, etc. But on a one-to-one -one basis, in isolation in the wilderness, they have 100% of the power. That's frightening. You know, that's that's kind of a, that, a gut check in the middle of the night when you hear something moving around your campsite. That's fear at a primal level that uh, that I had never experienced before. It colors the way you think about nature, camping, the outdoors, all the things that most people just associate with, you know, 100% positivity. Now there's a little asterisk uh, on all of that for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm heads up, you know, I, I don't go out there armed like uh, like a lot of guys do. I, I'm not anti-gun in that way, but I just don't I just don't go out there uh, with that. I didn't take a, I didn't take a gun on this trip. Uh, there were times I wish I had. There were times when I was out there when I was like, I should have brought a gun, period. <laughs> but I didn't didn't and I made it through. And I think it. I think, Chris, it goes to your point about intention. That was kind of in the back of my head. It's like this thought of we sort of attract what we prepare for. I don't know if this is just, you know, new age nonsense or this this law of attraction is a real thing. But I, I debated and I actually shopped for guns and I debated on this question of whether to carry or not out there. And I kind of came down on the side of, one – a gun is heavy, <laughs> and I was trying to minimize my weight. You know, remember I'm walking a hundred miles here, yeah, um, with all my camping stuff uh, on my back. So I was very cognizant of the weight of everything. And B, I, I thought there was a, a good chance that I, more of a chance uh, that I wind up shooting myself accidentally than uh, effectively well, or, using or, a firearm <laughs> against something that had, had determined it was going to attack me. Well, yeah, or just you're going to piss it off. Yeah, right. You know, the common the common knowledge is that you need about a fifty caliber 
piece of ammunition to slow one of these things down or at least like you say it's just kind of feels feels more like a, a pellet or a air rifle to them yeah well like a bear i mean uh anything smaller than uh you know a 30 out six or a big game rifle hitting it in a vulnerable spot um will just uh, take it off basically and, right. and you're you're dead um and i would think the same would probably hold true with a bigfoot i would seriously question Anybody that would have the guts to fire a gun at a an intelligent humanoid that's between seven and ten feet tall, it just I wouldn't advise it. And the guys no. at Ape Canyon, I mean, the famous Ape Canyon story right. is right. a classic example of what happens when you do wound a Bigfoot. They all come back and they start uh, trying to tear your log cabin down and 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 you know inundate it with boulders and that sort of thing and. Uh, you don't want to tick them off. It's a uh, bad night. Uh, that would be my number one worry, would, <laughs> would be ticking one off. But that comes from personal experience, because I ticked one off. And it was the Is most terrifying right? thing that had ever happened to me in my life. Well, I'd like to hear about that. Well, you know, I've, I've told the story many times here at the Paracast, but, uh, you know, we were found a logging road that went up to the base of Mount Shasta on the western side. And, you know, like your your um, your impenetrable hedges in, in uh, Texas, uh, we encountered... You know, some mountain huckleberry or some sort of madrona or something or uh, manzanita-type plant that was impenetrable. We smelled something really bad. I admonished my buddy, you know, they better check his drawers. And then whatever it was, it kind of gave a, 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 a questioning kind of vocalization. And then it screamed at us and started coming through the impenetrable hedge that, you know— you couldn't even get your arm into it. I doubt even with a with a really good chainsaw that I would have been able to. I mean, we're at eleven thousand plus feet in elevation. This is extremely old and tough mm-hmm. uh, plant growth, and this thing is, is crashing like. through it. I think that's what they like. You know, this vision we have of them in this old growth forest with the huge redwoods or whatever. That's that's fine. But when what you're describing is is exactly the kind of thing when I when I, I, it was in mile 67 of this hike that I took the photo that's on the cover of this book that, that's the 18-inch print. I call it the Magnolia Alpha Male uh, because it was in the Magnolia section of the trail. But on either side of the trail, right up to the trail, was this thick monoculture of yopine. It was a weird area. I looked behind that track for another one, and I looked in front of it for another one, and it didn't leave any other tracks but this one. I'll never forget how weird of an area it was because it was so thick i don't i couldn't have gotten myself through that to save my life uh, yeah <laughs> and there's no way there's no way that i could have gotten in i mean there were parts of it that were five six feet tall but it went up to seven eight feet tall yeah uh, and there's just no way that you could have uh, even with a pair of the sharpest machete a pair of you know real heavy duty loppers Mm-hmm. There's no way that you could have gotten through this. And what terrified my buddy and I was this thing was going through that hedge right at us. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know what happened the next 20 minutes, half hour. Ultrasonic, something blanked me out. We made it the quarter mile back to the van, and we were halfway down the logging road, miles down the road, before I have my, my first memory uh, in recollection of what, what happened. I have no memory mm-hmm. of getting down the quarter mile to the van of getting in the van and driving miles down the logging road. I have absolutely no memory whatsoever, and neither either does Fritz, my traveling companion. Gene and Chris, and our special guest this week, 
April. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Guys, wouldn't your wife or girlfriend love it if you treated her to the very best this Christmas? Well, you can, and you don't even have to go out of your way. We're talking about the world's softest pajamas, available exclusively at Pajamagram.com. That's Pajamagram.com. Created by a team of dedicated pajama experts, the world's softest pajamas are lighter than a cloud, softer than a bunny, like cashmere, only better. She'll love the way the world's softest pajamas feel, and you'll love the way they look. More than a gift, they're a feeling, an invitation to relax a little longer. The world's softest pajamas are available only at pajamagram.com. Visit today and give her a gift that keeps on giving to both of you. Plus, you don't even have to wrap because every pajamagram includes free gift packaging and Christmas delivery is guaranteed. So visit pajamagram.com or call 1-800-GIVE-PJs. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can. Because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword CLEAR55 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text CLEAR55 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text CLEAR55 to 350350. That's C-L-E-A-R 55 to 350350. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? 
See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. This is Jacques Vallée, you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So it's almost like missing time, huh, Chris? Well, I've had people back engineer the experience and say that there was some sort of ultrasonics going on, that they have the ability to uh, rumble you with some sort of uh, extremely low frequencies that um, that trigger your fear center mm-hmm. yeah and your your you know fight or flight i mean forget fight uh i mean it was i mean if i had been a bird i would have flown away <laughs> <laughs> it's all flight yeah it's it was definitely flight and and now that i think about it i would have responded differently it's when it gave out the 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 loud vocalization that echoed off the foothills a mile away that's i mean yeah. that that's what really scared me and it sounded I've described it uh, many times as sounding like a, a bull elephant, a lion roaring, and a, st- a steam, an angry steam engine. Yeah, is the only way that I can describe it. It was, it was so powerful. I've been in rock and roll bands on and off uh, for thirty years, and I've had my ear burst by Richie Blackmore hitting a high E note on a <laughs> maiden on the Maiden Japan tour, where I lost you know fifty percent of my hearing. I have heard loud sounds. I have never heard something that rattled my my eardrums like this. It reverberated through my bones. It was so loud. And that's it, it obviously it had quite an impression because I like I said I don't I don't even know how long I don't remember. You know, at least 20 minutes, minimum of 20 minutes, probably longer that I I blanked out and it was yeah. on autopilot. And that's scary. I've never ever been even close to being in that <laughs> lack of a frame of mind or whatever. Yeah. That makes it I mean, real it like, like terrifying. But you said earlier you would do something there. You would respond differently today. I don't know that you would. Uh, I mean, that's a point I'm trying to make earlier. I, we, we're not in control of our response <laughs> when, when we have an encounter with one of these things. I, I just firmly believe. That. No, when I smelled it, I would have instantly gone backwards. Yeah. I mean, I think we're at that point, we're in an animal state of fear and, you know, we don't know the infrasound. This is a very real phenomenon that, that, you know, too many people report this for it to not, not to be real. But I just don't believe, even knowing all that I know and, you know, having the curiosity that I have about this phenomenon, I, know, I also know that I'm in, I would not be in control of my reaction were I to, were I to have an encounter we're not in control at that point it's too primal it's too it's too frightening yeah. a too to gut level uh, a place well you know and, and you have to understand though but since then uh, this was in the um the early spring of 79 since then i've been to some of the most haunted sites in america i've investigated over you know somewhere around 200 cattle mutilations i've i've had ufo uh, encounters daylight within 150 uh, yards of me i've been in some really interesting freaky places at the right time with that kind of 
experience now and 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 seasoning, if you will, mm-hmm. I, I I do think that I would I would respond in a different way and be able to, you know, the infrasound stuff. You know, I'm I'm not sure about that. The cavalier attitude that we had, I think, that elicited the kind of a very aggressive behavior. I if, see. If I hadn't made the comment, well, you better check your 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 drawers, dude. You know that cavalier attitude. I think is is for some reason I don't know. It, it just seems to me that 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 attitude it picked up on, and it was like, how dare you come up here and disturb me? You know, <laughs> sit down, be humble. That's what it was. Well, saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, go, go. You know, let me chase you away as quickly as you can go. Right. Yeah. No, no. There's a, a, a difference. I, I would have been much more alert, much more respectful. I would have gone into stealth mode. Um, I wouldn't have have made jokes. In, in that sort of thing. Uh, and who's to say? I mean, I I, your, I, I until point. it happens yeah. again, I can't say, really. But but I'm a, a much different person now than I was uh, 40 years ago. Me too. <laughs> as are we all. <laughs> yeah, as as are we all. So uh, a couple other things uh, I want to talk to you about. Uh, what is it about Bigfoot and people making out and having sex? Um you know, it's it's a it's an element of of Bigfoot encounters that you don't hear much about. Um, I mean, it's mentioned in the literature, but there seems to be a fascination and a preoccupation, even uh, in some sense of the word, of Bigfoot and uh, lovers' lanes, uh, people getting it on in their houses, uh, peeping tom type activity. Is Bigfoot kinky, or <laughs> are people just miss you know kind of misinterpreting its uh, interest? Well, this is not a subject I've ever given any thought to, but I'll, I'll venture a theory. Uh, you know, I I think that uh, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that that they are very close to humans, if not uh, hybrids uh, of, of some sort. And if we have a fascination about a certain subject, uh, then it's... Uh, they're relatives of ours, and they're likely to have a, a similar fascination. So, um, it's not a, a do as we say, not as we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the, re- the reason why I bring it up is because of some, um, as I mentioned, the Dupont Monster events. Uh, Momo uh, near near Ellsbury, uh, Missouri, was the initial encounters with Momo in, I think, seventy seven, seventy eight. Uh, we're on lovers' lanes, and it was spying on kids, making out in cars, having sex in, in, in the backseats of automobiles. And then a series of events that happened here in Arizona in 2005, where there was a half a dozen sightings of a Bigfoot uh, that was being called in to tribal authorities at the uh, – um, the White Mountain Apache uh, Reservation up there um, as a peeping Tom. And, and people didn't know who it was that was peeping in the window. They didn't know it was Bigfoot mm-hmm. uh, until the, the cops came and then checked, you know, found the footprints in, that, in, in other, uh, you know, sign. Um, and it wasn't until um, the last um, report, actually, of I think it was seven, six or seven reports, that the officers, when they got the nine, you know, 911 call, they, they were just... Uh, driving by the driveway of the person making the call, you know, coincidentally. And, and so they, you know, they, they roared up the driveway and their headlights uh, caught the Bigfoot looking in the bedroom window. 
Yep. And uh, they went on, you know, the the local uh, network affiliate in in Phoenix in their uniforms, and and talked about the the you know the flurry of sightings, showed the reports. They were in their uniforms. They were, you know, for Native Americans to, <laughs> especially law enforcement, to come forward uh, and admit that they had been investigating of a you know a, a, a series of sightings of a peeping Tom Bigfoot. That it, it always struck me. And then, you know, I'm talking with David Childress, um, um, you know, my former publisher, um, and he talks about the DuPont monster um, that is attracted by by the, you know, the, the wild flailings in the backseats of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of, of cars on lovers' lanes. And, and he, he mentioned in his book, uh, was it uh, Sasquatch Giants and Hairy Monsters or whatever, Hairy Humanoids, um, how there seems to be an attraction to pheromonal or hormonal activity uh, generated by uh, hot, uh, passionate uh, activities in the back of cars and and in bedrooms. And um, I just bring it up because, you know, I find it, uh, I find it very compelling in in there. There seems to have, there's a ring to that and I'm not sure what it is. (laughs) There's a, there's a paradox in this, you know, that on the one hand, uh, they seem hardwired to avoid us. Um, and on the other hand, they have the curiosity that all primates have, you know, let alone uh, humans. They have this curiosity about us and uh, just like we have a curiosity about them. Yeah. Uh, and that's what Lee, and I think that yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, looking in windows, uh, be it, you know, looking at sex acts or not. Um, right. There's, there's a lot of peeping Tom type activity. That's, that's fairly common actually. You know, I, I, I've always thought, you know, thinking about this, which I, I don't really give it too much thought. We got a little bit more to come. Final segment, <laughs> moving really fast with April seal and Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But did you know you can have tax-free access to your life insurance while you're still alive? You can use the life benefits of your life insurance to grow your money with certainty and guarantees. No stock market risk, no tax risk, and no penalties. Call Life Benefits if you'd like a free book about how this can be done. Call 702-660-7000. 
That's 702-660-7000. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. So are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the life change tea at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So Chris was going to start something, and we want to continue with it. Well, you know, I, I don't want to sound flippant or anything, but maybe you know, male Bigfoot just don't get enough. Maybe they're cut off, and they 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 just they're, they're looking for anything that they can get at any particular time. What about you know females being accosted by Bigfoot? This is a subject that you don't hear about very much. Uh, there are reports uh, of this kind. Uh, they're pretty rare. I remember, I think, a Sammamish or a Salish uh, Native American story of the, the fair maiden of the chief or of a, you know, one of the chiefs in, in the tribe uh, being uh, given, you know, every so many years they give, mm-hmm. they offer a maiden to the, the Bigfoots who take them away and they're never seen again. Kind of where the, the King Kong mm-hmm. narrative uh, may come from. I've always mm. felt that there was a connection there. Um, but there are some Native American stories that do talk about offering 
women too Bigfoot uh, for some sort of genetic purpose, one would assume. There are areas of Bigfoot research that I, I, I don't think enough thought has been, or at least not enough work has been done or, or, or some mm-hmm. sort of research and pondering the subject. Um, and, and I think part of that is, as you brought up, the whole gene pool aspect to to this Um we're dealing with a breeding population, and that uh, population is pretty small. So uh, anything with uh, even the slightest bit of intelligence may have a sense that it needs to expand that genetic pool somehow. Right. They're not going to be taking trips to to visit the wild man in Siberia, the Yeti in the Avram <laughs> Valley of Nepal. So they got to kind of make do with what they got. Now, I'm aware of two stories of sexual contact with horses you talk about you know them kind of just being randy sailors there's a one or two in uh, how do i say it? yaks too in in nepal i think or uh-huh. tibet humans are not too good for that either this is another uh similarity kind of uncomfortable point of comparison and similarity with humans it's a concern of a limited breeding population to make sure that the gene pool remains robust. Uh, this is not something that n- many people are willing to even talk about or address in the in the Bigfoot research community that I'm, I'm aware of. You know, I'm, I'm a peripheral guy. I don't really, you know, I'm not really plugged into all the all the uh, the ins and outs and in conversations that are taking place around this subject. But I have enough of a knowledge to know that this is not mentioned very much at all. And that is, if there's a limited population of just several thousand, let's say, uh, Bigfoot, uh, maybe, I don't know, less than 10,000 in North America? I mean, you know, how do you put a number on that? That's <laughs> so hard. Yeah, but but still, we're talking in the thousands here. We're not talking millions. Buffalo, what? They were down below, just barely below 1,000. I think 960-something buffalo Mm -hmm. uh, were left before they had to uh, save the species, basically, because they were almost extinct. You know, this, to me, would be a real concern. And, of course, then the work of uh, David Pilates comes to mind of all these women that end up missing in national forests and in national parks. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one has to wonder where that robust uh, genetic influx into the gene pool is coming from. And this is not something that, that I, at least I am familiar with uh, being bannered about by the uh, mainstream Bigfoot community, if you can call them mainstream. Uh, <laughs> That's one of my favorite uh, terms, <laughs> mainstream Bigfoot community. Uh, I know what you mean. You know, what are we dealing with here? Boy, I did listen to your uh, interview with Jeff Meldrum in the discussion that y'all had about the Ketchum study, which is something that I mentioned in the book. You know, I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a advanced degree in genetics and I can't really look into the uh, the the points at which that study was criticized are a, kind of a black box to me. I don't I don't pretend to have the scientific background to be able to evaluate that in any kind of objective way. But I do think uh, that just on the surface, it's a credible, the hybridization theory is credible. You know, they have pendulous breasts, e.g. the Patterson-Gimlin film. They have very humanoid feet with a big toe that has migrated completely in line with the others as opposed to the opposable big toe of the great apes. They have a downward-facing nose, unlike the great apes. Their hands are very humanoid. Their faces are very humanoid. 
they walk upright. So there's a lot of just morphological evidence that, yes, this is something that if it's not half human, it's very close to, to human on the tree of life. Right. Um, and so just on its face, uh, no pun intended, uh, the theory of the, the hybrid theory has some has some credibility for me in the face of you know, no no other kind of genetic testing that's been done. You know, I, I kind of give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I, as I say in the book, I think she's made some unforced errors uh, in the way that she rolled it out and in kind of the the things that she's done since then, like writing a fiction, a fictional you know novel about forest people and, and I think she's she's muddied the waters for herself a little bit about yeah that. well that yeah that's I, almost a game ender right there yeah I mean but I, I am not ready to to say that, that there's nothing to that study so well, we I do guess. have scientists that are willing to look at it Brian Sykes is an example of someone that's willing to uh, you know get beyond the poo-pooing of his colleagues and that sort of thing and Jeffrey uh, is is just a it, in my mind, is is a real hero in this uh, whole mm-hmm. scenario. Uh, the guy has more. <laughs> he's he's a you know a John Paul Jones, damn the poor torpedoes, full speed ahead <laughs> kind of guy, and I I like that, and I I really admire that. And we need more scientists like Jeffrey and like Brian Sykes uh, uh, to, um, to 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 throw their hat in the ring and say, hey, look, this is something that needs to be you know. The powers of diagnostic science need to be thrown at this. So, you know, stop and stop your more. snickering and let's get let's get busy. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm on a soapbox or anything, but I just get so tired of the ivory towers of science uh, pontificating about something that uh, is relying on on basically statistics and, and relying on the the reestablishment of of. Uh, you know, of, of conditions uh, for experimentation. And this whole thing, that we're objective, we're not subjective. And it's like, we now know that everything is subjective. Hello, the very fact that you're observing something changes it. So, you know, I think we're at a real quincunx, I think would be the term. Uh, you start looking at Bigfoot and paranormal subjects and the involvement of science. Hopefully within my lifetime, <laughs> we're going to see uh, the hatchet uh, be buried somewhat in the two opposite sides of the equation uh getting together and and, and co-opting their efforts to come to a better understanding of this wonderful reality that we live in and and uh, a book like yours i think uh, goes a long way uh to introduce people to a subject that they may not be attracted to but have kind of this thing wow i really you know i wonder what you know what is this about well it's a good entry-level book i think for for people interested in the subject i mean what what more can can i say Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Hey, please tell our listeners if you have, if they're interested in more of the stuff that you do, let us know where they find you. My blog is called The Trailhead, and it's just my name, Averill Seal, A V R E L S E A L E dot wordpress.com. I've got some photos uh, that are kind of like a companion to the book on one page of my blog. My blog is not all. By any means, it's not even mostly cryptozoology. It's just an eclectic range of things that I write about. Um, but this is the latest thing on the blog. And, and there are some photos if you want to see kind of what the landscape looks like around there and, and uh, some of the things I spotted. Hey, you can find us on Twitter if you look for the PowerCast. You can also find two PowerCast fan clubs on Facebook. You can find Chris O'Brien at OurStrangePlanet.com. You can also find After the Paracast, the other radio show we do. 
which is kind of an extension of this one or something altogether different. It's unpredictable. It's part of the Paracast Plus package. To learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. And you can also get a version of this show as a member, free of the network ads with better quality audio. We've got videos up there, all sorts of good stuff. Plus.theparacast.com. We're so happy that Chris finally found a way to make Skype work because I think they were really plotting against us there. They were tricksters over there at Microsoft. (laughs) Averill Seal, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.